glory to God. But teaching something I think is very important. The title is Faith Clinic. I said that E.W. Kenyon said every local assembly should have a faith clinic regularly where you just come and learn about faith. Where you just come and learn about faith. And this is very important, especially in the world and uh, church, because many times we learn about Christ and who we are in Christ and um, all the blessings we have in heavenly places and we forget that we have the natural aspect of our lives. You know, we pray for the expansion of the kingdom and we forget that our lives, the natural aspect of our lives need to also move forward. And let me tell you, you cannot fail in the knowledge of who you are in Christ and have a setback in the natural aspect of your life. Do you understand? You can know who you are in Christ. And if you are not careful, you know, you know that you're righteous. You know that you have the Holy Ghost. Do you understand? You know that you're accepted before God. When it comes to receiving a healing for your body, when it comes to your finances, you might not be excelling. So faith clinic is to, you know, tighten those knots, those loose ends. Praise God. And I just want to run into it quickly. Now here's what I want you to do. Like I said on the book. I want you to drop preconceived notions about faith. Because I believe that everyone in this room has heard the teaching on faith. In fact, some of us have taught on faith. Even though we don't even understand what faith is. Is that true? No response. Who's there? Who's there? So drop the conciliations and let's just look at the word. You might hear some things that are starting with a little bit, just keep calm. Jason, keep calm. Allow the word to teach you on faith. Alright? Alright, faith. So faith clearly teaching. Um let's open about it to second Peter. Chapter 1. 2 <laughs> Peter chapter 1. 2 Peter chapter 1, we read together verse 1. 1 to go. Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that, are, uh, that have obtained the like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and of our Lord Jesus Christ. Do you see that? He said, Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, pay attention, he says, to them. So he said, this letter is to who? Look at your Bible. To them, read it, want to go. 
to them that have obtained glory for such things. Do you see that? To them that have done it, to them that have done it, thank you, obtained glory for such things. They did what? They obtained faith. They obtained faith. They did not attain faith. It wasn't an attainment. It wasn't an accomplishment. It was something they received. He said they obtained like precious faith. So, now, listen again. I read it again. Simon Peter is servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to them that have obtained like precious faith. So this letter is written to people who have obtained like precious faith. Not people who have attained like precious faith. So they are not going around checking for people who have attained a certain level of faith. And say, okay, this letter is for you to read. And then look at you and say, do you have it? Yes, you've attained a level of faith. You can read it. Have you attained a level of faith? No, you can't read it. It was to people who obtained. Did you see that? We have tried to attain faith. You know, we have attained so because of like precious faith, like the faith that this guy has, he tries to have the faith of Elijah, the faith of Moses that he can divide the Red Sea, the faith of Joshua that he can stop the sun. I really, he stops the earth from moving. Right? The sun is only one moving. It's when we're taking around the sun, around this axis. So we've tried to attain that kind of faith, like Elijah, that we can call down fire. But this epistle that Peter was written to people who obtained faith. Did you see that? Did you see it in your Bible? So I want you to underline obtain life precious faith in your Bible. So it's clear that they obtained the faith. Okay? So this letter is written to people that obtained faith. Now let's jump to verse 3. I will read together. Verse 3. One to go. According as his divine power. Are we there? Are we there? Alright, can we read together? One to go. According as his divine power had given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that has called us unto glory and virtue. But let me read verse 5, let me read with life. Let's go verse 4. Whereby are given unto us exceeding and great precious promises, that by this we might obtain the partakers of divine nature, having escaped the corruption which is the world through us. Now, pay attention to verse 5. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith 
virtue. He didn't say have faith. He didn't say have faith. He said the faith you already have. Add to your faith virtue. So we don't add faith. If I, you know, sometimes you feel like if I had the faith, I'd have been able to get the results. So you feel like the situation is right. God is mighty. He can answer prayers. I'm a believer. I'm on God's side. God is for me. If I could just add faith to my request, I'll get what I want. But he did not say to add faith. He did not say to add faith. Because you have obtained like precious faith. You have the faith. We don't add faith. That's the first thing I want you to know. So I remember one point today is that faith is not added. Faith is not added. We do not add faith to the situation. In trying to work in the supernatural, in trying to work in the miraculous, in trying to get answers to your prayers, we do not add faith. He said, add to your faith. Meaning you already have faith. True or false? Now, this letter was written to believers. And Peter was sure that all of them had faith. And so he said, to the faith you already have, add virtue. So we do not add faith to get the results done. That's the first thing I want to know. So our number one point is faith is not added. Say faith is not added. Thank you. The number two point is that faith is received. We don't add faith to the situation. We don't try to add faith like, oh, I don't have faith. I want faith in my life. How can I just grow and have more faith? He said, he said, faith is received. Now look at the second, second Peter where we are, chapter 1 where we are, and verse 1. He says, to them who have obtained like precious faith. They have obtained like precious faith. Let me say a little about control that he said. Do you realize that in Jude 20, he said, building up yourselves on your most holy faith. You know that the book of Jude was not written to Jude, it was written by Jude, right? Was it? He said, it was written by Jude, the brother of James. Okay? He said, okay, let's go there so that you see it for yourself. Jude chapter 1, verse 1. Jude, the servant of Jesus Christ, the brother of James, to them that are sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ and called. This is a letter written to believers. Those who are sanctified by God. So Jude told believers, he told Christians, whether the person that was going to his life to Christ today 
or the one has been born again for a hundred years. He said, building up yourself on your most holy faith. So faith is not added. Faith is obtained. You have obtained like precious faith. So number one is that faith is not added. So it's not like, hey, this situation, I want to change this situation. I need to have faith. I need to add faith to what I'm doing. No. No. You have faith. Faith is obtained. So it's not like I try to add that faith. I try to you know, put myself together and master faith. No. Faith is obtained. We received like precious faith. You know what that? It means that faith is a gift. Faith is a gift. So how do we receive faith? Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Are you there? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Romans chapter 10. Who has any of you, Bible? Me, 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 translation. Who has any of you? No. Uh, let, me, let me read. I'll read from mine here. It's amplified. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Are you there? Romans chapter 10, verse 17. I want us to all read together. Are you there? Alright. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Read if you're there. One, two, go. Did you see that? It says, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Let me read from the NLT. It says, so faith comes from hearing. That is, Hearing the good news about Christ. That's what the NLT says. So faith comes by hearing. That is, hearing the good news about Christ. So when you heard the good news about Christ and you believe, faith came. That's how you received faith. Alright? So number three is that faith comes when you hear the gospel and believe it. Or for you, faith came when you heard the good news about Christ and believed it. So faith comes by hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Let me tell you something. I said faith is a gift. Faith doesn't come and go. Do you understand? You know that the gift of God are without repentance. It doesn't come and go. So it's not like, oh, I have faith, I don't have faith anymore. Or, oh, I need faith. I need to share the good news about Christ. No. If it is possible that your faith will come and go, if I would not say to them that have received like Precious faith. Because you saw some people's in love gone. Who's God? Uh, let's just proceed. I think we'll get it now. So faith came to you when you believed the gospel. Faith comes by sharing. That is sharing the good news about Christ. So when you heard the good news about Christ, you believe that faith came to your spirit. 
Number four, faith is in my spirit. Faith is in my spirit. Faith is in my spirit. Galatians chapter 5. Look at it. Galatians chapter 5. Faith is the fruit of your spirit. Do you understand? Faith is the fruit of your recreated human spirit. That's why faith cannot come and go. Faith is the nature of a recreated human spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Faith. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. So faith is in your spirit. It's your nature. Did you see that? Faith is your nature. That, that's why you can't lose it. Praise God. Praise God. So faith is in your spirit. So say yeah, faith is in my spirit. So number one was what? Of course, answer. Number one was what? Faith is what I did. Number two? Faith is received. Number three? Faith comes when you share the gospel and believe it. Yeah? And number four? Faith is in my spirit. So, do you have a faith problem? Do you have a lack of faith problem? The thing is that, the problem is that we think that faith is a feeling. But faith is not a feeling. Faith is your nature. Do you understand? Faith is, is, is the nature of recreated human spirits. You have faith already. It's like love. It's not a feeling. Sometimes you don't even feel like you love someone. You actually feel like you dislike someone. And when you check your spirit, you realize that from your spirit you love that person. Sometimes you might look at yourself and feel like do not even have faith for the situation. Guess what? You have received like precious faith. Alright? Now, the final one, number five, is that we are a household of faith. We are a household of faith. Galatians chapter 6, verse 10. As we are there for opportunity, let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. The family of faith. Now let me tell you something about the way Bible writers write sometimes. When they want to highlight a particular quality in a person or in a group of people, they will describe that person by that quality. They want to highlight, they want to bring out, you know, shine the light upon a particular quality in a person. They will describe the person as that. For example, in, 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 John, in James chapter 1 verse 17, the Bible said, James said, God is the father of lights. In whom there is no 
very brilliant and shut up for me. So he, he wants to describe God as light, the father of light. He wants to describe God as he who has no very brilliant and shut up for me. He calls him the father of light. Did you see that? Also, in, in Hebrews chapter 1 verse 14, the writer of Hebrews wanted to describe angels as servants. He said, Are they not ministering spirits sent to minister to those who are heirs of salvation? So he wanted to describe them as those who minister to those that are the heirs of salvation. He calls them ministering spirits. Did you get it? So because he wanted to describe them as those that minister, he calls them ministering spirits. He wanted to describe God as he who has no very goodness but shadow of turning, because of the Father of it. Now, in describing us as people of faith, Paul calls us the household of faith. So, no believer has faith issues. We are those that have faith. We are the people that have faith. Praise God. Praise God. So, we are the household of faith. We are people that have faith. We do not lack faith. Praise God. So, moving forward now. How many of us got what we just explained so far? I think it's clear. So far, we've explained that we have faith. We have faith. We don't lack faith. Alright? We received faith. Okay? Now, the next thing is, how do we use the faith we have? How can the faith we have produce results in the practical areas of our lives? Right? How can the faith we have also produce results in the practical areas of our lives? I'm going to do a little Bible study now, so I want you to be ready for it. Mark 11. Mark 11. Are you in Mark 11? No response. No one is there yet. Mark 11 verse. I'll start from verse. Um, 12. Now, remember what we want to learn now. We want to learn how to use the faith we have to produce results in the practical areas of our lives, right? Good. Now, in this Mark 11, Jesus taught. How to get results using faith. So let me study it. He taught his disciples on how to get results. How to get supernatural results. Okay, so let me learn. Okay. From verse 12. And on the morning, when they were come to Bethany, he was hungry. I see the future. Stop. I said this before, and this is just. Besides the point, fruit trees are not bad trees. That fruit tree had a mission. Do you understand? Fruit trees are not bad trees. That particular one had a mission. If fruit trees were bad trees, you wouldn't have gone to the fruit tree to look for food. Alright? Now look at what happened there. It says, let's get in. And seeing the fruit tree afar off, having roots, he came, if happy he, might find anything there. So he expected to get something. So he said, features are not bad things. Okay, let's just do that first thing. And when you get to it, you find nothing but leaves. For the time of peace, 
was not yet. 14. And Jesus answered and said unto it, No man eat fruit of thee hence after forever. And his disciples heard it. Uh, it's his disciples heard what he said. Now we're going to verse, um, verse 13. From verse 15 to verse 19, talks about when we went to do some other things. I know you take to what we're about to learn. Okay. Verse 17. And in the morning, uh, and in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from its roots. So Jesus walks up to this fig tree, wants to get something to eat, sees nothing, and says, No man eats out of you forever. The following day, the disciples were passing with Jesus, and then they saw that it had dried up. Okay? They saw that it had dried up. So one, and Peter calling to remember, said unto him, Master, behold the fig tree which thou causest is withered away. Not all the fig trees in the area. He said, The fig tree that he cursed is withered away. So Jesus took the opportunity to teach them how to get the same type of results. Okay? And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith in God. Please God. Jesus answered and said, What? Good. Have faith in God. Now, the different authors of the um, gospel, Matthew, Matthew, and John, had different points of emphasis. They had different points of emphasis in the things they were emphasizing. And so, to maximally gain from, their, from the stones words, you bring all the stories together, and you bring all the accounts of a particular story together to gain from it. Is that clear? Is that clear? You bring, for example, you check the account of Matthew. Because Matthew also records what happened. This is Mark's account of reading. If you also look at what Matthew wrote, bring it together, then learn maximally from the story. Is that clear? Now, here's what you learn from what um, Peter said. Um, sorry, what Matthew, uh, Matt said. Matt said in verse 22, have faith in God. Now, if you have a Bible that has margin, you'll see that it says, have the faith of God. Have the faith that God gives. Do you see that? Have the faith that God gives. Now, of course, the faith that God gives, you can't get it from the devil, can you? Can you get it from yourself? You get it from God. So, what the Matthew wrote is, have the faith that God gives. Is that clear? So, um, Mark highlights that God is the source of the faith, right? Good. Now, do you get that? Alright, let's move to Matthew 21. Matthew talks about this in Matthew 21. The same story. Matthew 21. I'll start from verse 18 to give context to it. Now, in the morning, as he returned into the city, he was on bed, and when he saw the picture in the way, he came to it. So that's the same story. He found nothing there but leaves, and and said, "Let no fruit grow on this tree henceforth forever." And presently the picture withered away. And when the servants saw it, they marvelled and said, "How soon is this picture withered away?" 
Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, what does he say? Oh, really? What does he say? Do you see that? No, you see that Mark, Mark didn't say if you have faith. Mark said, have the faith of God. Have the faith of God. Alright? Have the faith of God and you get results you want. Matthew said, if you have the faith of God, now I'm combining what the both of them said, if you have the faith of God, you don't get results you want. Do you see that now? If you have the faith that God gives, you don't get the results you want. Now, I said that because this is, this is Matthew 21, right? Jesus died in Matthew 27, verse 15. And he said, when does faith come? When we believe, when we believe what? Thank you. When we believe the good news, when we believe the gospel, then we receive faith. Praise God. When we believe the gospel of Jesus Christ, we receive faith. He had not died here. So definitely they couldn't have received faith. Zikir. So he was saying, if you have the faith of God, then receive the faith of God after he died. Jameson. Okay, now, so for you, you would read it in a different way. This is how you read it. Mark and Matthew 21. This is how you read it. Because we already have faith. It say, very, very, I say to you, because you have the faith of God, and if you doubt not, are you going to buy it? Verse 21. Verily I say unto you, because you have the faith of God, and if you doubt not, you will not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed and be thou passing to see. It shall be done. So this is how to have results in the supernatural. Now I want you to pay attention. Because you already have faith, and if you do not doubt, you would say. So let's go back to Mark 11. I want us to see some things that are consistent in the story. Because you say, how can we get results? How can we get our faith that we already have to work for us in the practical areas of our life? Mark 21, Mark 11, I want you to underline some things and then you can also write them in your Bible. Mark 11, 22. Really, so I'm going to read it the way it should be read to us that already have faith. Very, very, I say unto you, who said, okay, verse 22, I'll start with verse 22. Jesus answered and said, you know, we have the faith of God. Do you understand it? We have the faith of God. For very, very, I say to you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, so the first thing we realize from the state is that we have the faith of God. The next thing we realize is that if we say to this mountain, Jameson, you know, 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 you you shall have whatsoever you say. So three things. Number one is that you have the faith of God. Number two is that you say what you want. 
You listen it. You say what you want. Number three, he said, he shall have whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever he says. He shall have whatsoever he says. Do you realize that he didn't say that he shall have whatsoever God wills? Did you see that? He didn't say if it is the will of God, he will have it. He said he shall have whatsoever he says. Now look at Mark, uh, Matthew 21. Matthew 21. How does he put it in Matthew 21? Matthew 21. Very, very lesson to you. Alright, you already have the faith of God and you doubt not. You shall not only do that which is going to fit you, but if you shall say to this mountain, so there is a saying, you have the faith in the world, there is a saying, he says, and doubt not, he says, at the end of Matthew 21 24, it shall be done. If you say to this mountain, he says, it shall be done. It shall be done. In Mark 11, he says, he shall have whatsoever you say. In Matthew 21, he says, it shall be done. Now look at Matthew 17. Matthew 17 is when Jesus came down from the Mount of Transfiguration. And then there was a man that had a son who was sick. And, you know, his father tried to say, nothing worked. Now look at it very well. Look at what happened. Because, pay attention very well. Verse 14, I start from verse 14. Verse 14. And when they come to the multitude, that Jesus and and Jonah started to run they came to him a certain man, willing down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for his lunatic and saw this, for often he, he followed into fire and not put into water. And I brought him to the disciples, and they could not hear him. Verse 17. And Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation. Did you see that? How long will us do this? Verse 18. And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that day out. And the servants came to Jesus apart and said, Why couldn't we cast him out? Meaning they tried, but it didn't work. They tried, but it didn't work. So they said, Why couldn't we cast him out? What was the response of Jesus? They stated, And Jesus said unto them, What? Because of your own belief. Because of your own belief. Then he said, For when I say unto you, if you have faith, now we have faith, right? Alright, so, for we have faith, and if you say, and if you should say unto this mountain, be that removed, hence to yonder place, 
and it shall be removed. He says, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. That was very authoritative. Jesus, Jesus sounded very sure, didn't he? In Mark 11, he says, you shall have whatever you say. In Matthew 31, he said, it shall be done. In Matthew 17, he says, nothing will be possible to you. Did you see that? Did you see that? So, because we have faith, if we speak, and we do not doubt in our hearts, Jesus said, we shall have a fear that we see. He says, it shall be done. He says, nothing will be impossible. Nothing will be impossible. Alright? Now, I know that everyone in this room has tried to work in faith and didn't get results. And the essence of this teaching is that we didn't get results from our, our faith work. Praise God. We didn't get results from our faith work. So, I don't want you to put your experiences before you. I want you to put what the word says. I want you to learn because we've identified that we do not have a faith problem. We have faith. Now, before now, we thought we had a faith problem. We thought that if I had the faith, I'd have gotten the results. But now we realize that we did not have a faith problem. We did not have a faith problem, was it? Because we lacked faith. Because Jesus was very sure. He said, Look, if you have the faith of God, and you don't doubt, you would say to this mountain, Be thou removed and be thou cast into your sea. He said, It shall be done. Now, the next stumbling stone for many people is, Is it the will of God? Right? How about if I say it? You know, how many of you have heard, and I'll talk about this more um, next month when we'll be teaching on prevailing prayers. When you say that, okay, you asked for to your prince, you God, I want to the boy that has money, say to buy us house, ask car. That's who I want to marry. Then you hear people say something like, well, God knows that if you got what you asked for, you probably will backslide. If you got a job you are looking, you are praying for, you know, maybe this and that and that will happen to you. How many of you have heard that kind of thing before? Let me hear it. All right, thank you. It's not scriptural. What else is it? It's not scriptural. First of all, from the statement of Jesus, he said, You shall have whatsoever you say. Meaning, what you get is what you say. Praise God. I don't want you to be asking yourself, okay, but I said it, I did, it didn't work. Don't forget, you just learned. Before my public didn't know, you thought, okay, I had a faith issue, that's why I said it didn't work. Now you know that you have faith. Then the next problem is, okay, you thought maybe it wasn't God. You know, I pray for, you know, to have this kind of result, or I got a result lower than it. But Jesus said, you shall have your faith ever you see. It doesn't put in you know, God, God is what he's doing. Now let's look at James chapter 1 verse 5. 
Jesus to win the five. Are you there? Glory to God. James to one the side. Are you there? <laughs> Thank you, Lord. If anyone lacks wisdom, he says, Let him ask of God. Then he describes the character of God that many of us haven't paid attention to. He says, Who gives to all men? Liberally and upbraided not. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Then he describes God to you. He gives to all men generously and upbraided not. He doesn't find fault. So he won't say, okay, you want 30 billion in your account. Then you say, no. You have a character issue. That is finding fault. When God begins to find a reason why he should not do what he wants, he's finding fault. That's not what James says it is. God doesn't find fault. He gives to all men liberally. God doesn't find a reason why he should not give you what you're asking for. Your God doesn't find a reason why he should give you he should not give you what you're asking for. He gives to who? All men liberally. So when you pray, this is how God responds. He gives liberally without finding faults. So you must say, you're not spiritual enough to get the blessing. You must say, you're not prepared enough for this level of increase. If he does that, he's finding fault. When he looks at you and says, No, you can't get that kind of thing. You become proud and you look down on other people. He's finding fault in you. But James said, He does not find fault. He gives to all men liberally. Praise God. So that's how God is. You have been the one that has been. Changing yourself, you've been thinking, oh, he's going to think this about me, and so I'm going to get this. No. God is constant. Faith is constant. Faith is dead. If you ask, God will give. He gives to all men liberally. There's no aspects to this thing. But when is constant, this is why Jesus will talk authoritatively and say, because you have the faith of God, like you're saying that if you have the faith of God, and you say, you will get. The only condition he puts is that make sure you do not doubt. I know what I said in the reading. Make sure you do not doubt. He said, if you have the faith, so when God is setting it, and that is already settled in our lives. You can ask for whatever you desire. Why? Because God will not find fault. He gives generously. Make sure you do not doubt. James also talks about it. Look at verse 6. Let's continue. You see, the learning out in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavered is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind. 
If they say we want to get to go, let no bad man think that God shall give him anything. Is that what he said? Let no bad man think that God will give him anything. Is that what he said? Let no bad man think he will. Do you see that? So with God is constant. Let me tell you something. If you ask in doubt, will God give? If he says that I'm not going to give you because you're asking in doubt, is he not finding fault? Let me say it again. If you ask and you're like, hmm, this is what I'm asking for now, I'm not sure God will give you. He will go give you. Some of us are not sure yet. The character of God is such that when you ask, He gives without finding fault. So by the time you give, you look at your unbelief and say, I will not give you because you are unbelieving. It's finding fault. But that's not the character of God. God is constant. So when you ask, God gives. When you ask, God gives. When you ask, God gives. He gives what you ask for. Did you see that? He gives what you ask for. By the time he has, by the time he gives to scrutinize what you are asking for, he is now finding fault. That's not who God is. The God gives you what you ask for. You receive it by faith. He doesn't scrutinize before giving. He gives what you ask for. He doesn't find a reason why you should not get it. I'm not saying that there's no reason why he should not give you. He doesn't probably kill you. But guess what? He gives what you ask for. He doesn't find fault. He doesn't find reasons not to give you. So he gives to all men the money. He doesn't find fault. He's saying, we must see that we do not think he will receive from the Lord. This is why Jesus said, make sure you do not doubt. Because God will give. But if you are doubting, you will not receive. Do you see that? When you ask, God gives. See, when I ask, God gives. When I ask, God gives. Whatever I ask, God gives. Whatever I ask, God gives. Good. That's how it is. When you receive my faith. So James said, For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. Let him not think he would receive. Not that let him not God will give him. God doesn't find fault when we ask. But so we've learned that we have faith. We've also learned that when we ask, God gives. Alright? Then yeah, we would still look at the doubt not part. But before we go there, that whenever you see a faith teaching in the Bible, then the things you always see is um to believe in your heart, right? And to confess with your mouth. Now, many of us confess things we don't believe. And I'll give you an example. You see someone that is sick, say, Ah, oh, I have a headache. 
and our response is, it is well. We do not believe that it is well with this person. We are hoping that by saying it is well, it will become well. We don't want to speak negative about the situation. So we are trying to talk faith. That's faith talk we're trying to do. Because some of us find it difficult to say, I am sick. Because they are trying to stay in faith. So, you you say something like, I am strong. You are not confessing what you haven't believed. Because you see that in the process of getting the results you want, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth. So, some of us think that I have to first confess, 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 and then believe and somehow it will work. So, I'm to find out which one should come before the other. Is it the believing in the heart or the confessing in the mouth? Because it's very important. Very important. Which should come first? Is it the talking or the believing in the heart? Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Verse 13 says, For this other shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Call upon the name of the Lord, that is speaking, shall be saved. He says, Look at verse 13. How can they call upon him they have not believed? Look at me. He said, This other calls upon the name of the Lord shall be what? He now says, How can they call upon the, him who they have not believed with their hearts? Meaning they believe with their heart before they call upon him. Did you see that? How can they call upon who they have not believed? They have to first believe before they call upon him. Did you see that? So the believing in the heart comes before the confessing with the mouth. Let me tell you something about your faith work. When you're learning to get results from your faith work, you become careful about the things you say. Because there's no difference between me saying it's well and me prophesying it's well with you. It's going to be well with you. There's no difference. It's still me speaking. So if I if I if I keep saying it's well when I haven't believed, I'm training myself to walk in doubt, to say things I don't believe. How can they call upon him whom they have not believed? So they first believe, then they speak, and then it's done. So don't just say. You first have to believe what you want to say. Remember Mark eleven twenty four. We have already twenty three. Whatsoever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive, and then you would. Have. So, the believing what you want, believing what you want, I believe what I say to this mountain, be thou removed, before I will say to the mountain, be thou removed. I'm not trying to believe, and then I'm saying, I'm trying to believe that I see it to work. No, that's what you're doing. 
you are settled in your heart. You have believed that I would say this thing and it would happen the way I, say, I said it. So you believe in the heart before you confess with the mouth. Now let's look at something again. He said, how can they be called on whom they have not believed? He says, how can they believe on whom they have not heard? How can they believe on whom they have not heard? So they hear about him, then they are able to believe about him, then they are able to call upon him. So, this is it. If you are having issues with your faith work in the direction of healing, you hear about healing, then you are able to believe about healing, then you are able to say, I'm the healed of God, and you have. You hear about how God wants to bless you financially. When you believe your heart, you get to a point where you believe your heart about it. Where you can see as I'll never be poor. So it's not about saying I'll never be poor. Let me tell you something about faith confession. I think I'm the aggressive, but I think it's fine. There is no particular confession that is right. So, I don't need to say, I'm the healed of God, and that's a particular confession that will make me receive the healing that I believe I have. There is no stereotype confession that works. Let me tell you what works. What you believe is what you should say. Do you understand? What you believe is what you should say. So, if someone believes that I shall never be poor. He would say it. If some believe I am rich, he would say it. Do you understand? But when you come careless with your words and start saying things you don't believe and expect it to happen. Because when you say it, what you don't believe, you would say it and you'll be doubting what you're saying. God will give, but you will not receive because you're in doubt. So, if there's an area of your life where you want to see the supernatural, you find out God's word concerning that particular area, you meditate on God's word until you are convinced. That's the word. You're persuaded about it. Your persuasion brings you to a point where you are not wavering. You will just say, Look, I am blessed. Look, I have that need. My needs are met. There is supply available for me. So the confession comes from a conviction in your heart. Your confession comes from a conviction in your heart. So you are not trying to copy someone's confession. Your confession is like like you hear them say. Your confession locates you. The confession tells me where you are. The confession is seen to be faith confession, real faith confession. Faith confession is a declaration of the belief in your heart. So you can't be asking me, is this type of confession correct? No. The confession is a reflection of the belief that is in your heart. And that is the request that you've made. I shall never be poor. 
I shall have whatsoever you see. Praise God. So, there is belief in the heart first. Now, how do I get to a place of believing in the heart? I find out God's will concerning that issue. I find out what God's will says concerning that issue. Like James, um, John chapter 5, verse 7, 15, verse 7 says, He says, If you abide in me, that is in Christ, that is you have faith. If you abide in me, he says, and my words abide in you, you shall have whatsoever, you shall say whatever you want and you get it. So you find out what God's word has said concerning that particular issue. Do you understand? And then you meditate on it until there is a conviction in your heart. That conviction gets a confession in your mouth. So the first step is to find out what God's word says. We don't have a faith issue. Neither will God um, find fault in what you say. God will give you what you say. But you will not receive if you do not have faith confession. So like anything said, faith begins when the will of God is known. Faith begins when the will of God is known. So you locate what God's word has said concerning that issue. You meditate on what God's word has said concerning that issue. You build persuasion about what God's word has said concerning that issue. You naturally come up with a confession. Many times we are trying to confess in front of people. That's not what the Bible says to do. It's a personal confession. Jonathan, it's a personal confession. So I think we read um, Romans chapter 10. Let's look at Romans chapter 4. Let's learn how Abraham walked in faith. Now, Abraham had a promise from God that he'd be the father of nations. Right? So that was the starting point. Remember, faith begins when the will of God is known. What God's word said, what God said to Abraham, the word of God to Abraham was to be the father of nations. So he located the word of God. Okay, so that's where it starts from. Romans chapter 10, Romans chapter 4, I start from verse 7, yeah, from verse 16. He has said that he started believing the heart before the confession. And then he said, What you believe in your heart is the word of God. Alright? So God had said to Abraham, I'm making the father of nations. Verse 16. Therefore, it is of faith, so something about faith, that it might be by grace, to the end that the promise, as the promise made, might be sure to all the seed, not to that only which is of the law, but to of that also which is of faith of Abraham, for the father of us all. For it is written, I have made thee the father of nations. So this is the word of God to Abraham. Before him, um, before him who believed even God, even who becomes the dead and calls those things which be not as though they are. So the first thing we realize was that Abraham got the word of God, right? This is 17, it again. First, he is written, I have made thee the father of nation. Before him whom 
he believed even God. So Abraham believed what God said. Now let me tell you another important part of faith is that we we kind of make mistakes within our confessions. Because I said some of us are scared to say I'm sick. So we say I'm strong. Now we are confessing I'm strong. But you don't believe your heart that I'm strong. They tell you, say it so that you believe it. That's not faith. Faith is that I believe it and then I say it. Alright? So you're like, should I say I'm sick? Here is what faith is. He says, look at the end of verse 17. He creates the things which be not as though they are. Collect the things which be not. Now, to the person that is sick, what is not? Health is not in his body, right? So, he calls the things that be not, that's health, as though they are. So, that's why he says, I'm strong. That is, that's a confession of faith. Now, if you say, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, I'm not sick, you are not calling the things that be not as though they are. You are denying what is. You are calling the thing that is as it is not. Faith confession is calling the thing that be not as though it is. I am the healed of God. I am blessed. I am rich. There is abundance for me. My needs are met. My bills are paid. You are calling what is not as though it is. That's faith confession. See, I am not sick. That's not faith. That's lying. Faith is calling what is not as though it is. So when we see someone that is poor, what is not in his life? Money. So you're calling what is not as though it is. That's faith. So you see, I'm rich. When you see someone who needs to pay his bills, faith is calling what is not, what is not as though it is. My bills are paid. You understand? When you see someone that is sick, faith confession is saying, I am the healed of God. So, you could write this down. Faith is not denying the facts. In faith, we do not deny the facts. So, it's okay to say, I am sick. You understand? Because that is the fact. But faith confession is now a higher fact. That is, when you now call the things that do not as though they are. You don't go to the doctor and say, I'm strong. You say, you are strong, I'll go back home. Jameson, you tell him, I'm sick, I have a headache. Oh, I have a stomach pain. That's, that's, when you contact a believer or someone, so you know what, you know that, Paul said Timothy was sick. He spoke about one guy. He said the guy was sick, he almost died. Like Paul, it is between faith. No. You what? Because if he says the guy was not sick, he's lying. He's lying. Because the guy was sick. Faith doesn't call the thing that is as it is not. It calls what is not right? as it is. He's is the healer of God. But remember, you don't say I'm the healer of God when I'm not in faith. Jonathan. Don't make, don't try and make faith confession when you are not believing in your heart. 
what God does to you is that when you are not finally believing your heart and you are making the same confession, because you've learned, you've been saying it without believing, you can weaken your own faith. Because I like okay, I'm here of God. I I said it ten times yesterday when I was not believing that I am. So now that I'm seeing it again, I could be shaky about it. Jonathan. So don't try to just say what remember you don't this confession is not saying what someone said. It's saying what I believe. If what I believe is I'm healed. If what I believe is that I don't have the malaria, I, I don't have malaria again. But that's, that's, that's what I believe. It should be a confession of what I believe, not what someone is saying. Do you know what I'm saying? Good. So let's continue in Romans 4. I hope we learned that. Alright, we keep going. We were in verse 17 and said, Who follow the things that be not as do they were? Verse 18. Now listen very carefully. This will help you. Who against hope believe in hope? It's the same lesson we're learning. Who against hope? So I look at it and say, how can my bills be paid? Against hope. I don't know how my bills will be paid. It's just a hopeless situation. I believe in hope. I believe my bills are paid. My believing is not me trying to you know, just exact myself. No, I build conviction from the word of God. Faith begins when the will of God is known. Let me say something else. Faith doesn't work on God. God gives to all men liberally without fighting common thoughts. So faith is not how to twist God's hand to get what you want. Open to Holy Spirit. Faith is not trying to turn God's hand. Some people say, look, even if God doesn't want to do it, if you are in faith, it will happen. That's a lie. That's a lie. It's ridiculous. So are you saying that if I believe that although Muhammad did not believe in Jesus, I just believe that I find Muhammad in heaven, even if God doesn't want it to happen, and it's against what the word of God says it will happen. It's ridiculous. It's not true. What happened? But faith doesn't work on God. We 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 usually think when I'm in faith, then God will act. No. God is sovereign. So I don't now because I act Matthew, then I now turn God in the direction he doesn't want. No. God is sovereign. God is constant. When you ask, he gives. See, I cannot ask for you because I know when I ask, he gives without finding fault. That's who God is. So my faith doesn't work on God. My faith is how I receive what God has given. My faith is how I receive what God has given. Praise God. So verse 18 again. Who against what believe in hope and may become the father of many nations according as they are spoken? So shall I see thee. Now verse 19, let's read the Bible story there. He says, I think, here's my sincere conclusion from my story. I think the King James rendering of verse 19 is not accurate. Here's the truth, says me. 
Who with the hate says me? She's with the hate says me. No. I think because except if there is a different manuscript, of course, a different manuscript. But the one I checked did not, there's a word that's inserted in the King James, and the King James did not um, indicate that they inserted it. You know that when King James inserts a word, they, it, um, it inserts the word, right? Good. But King James did inserts the word, and it wasn't in the manuscript I checked. Okay, so I read what King James said. And then I read what the manuscript said, and that's the same thing he said he says. Okay. Now, remember where we're coming from. He said that faith doesn't deny facts. Right? Faith doesn't deny facts. Abraham knew he was old. Sarah knew she was old. But against hope. Now when the man says against hope he blew the hope, it means Abraham was aware of the hopelessness of the situation, right? But against that awareness, he believed in hope. He believed in the word of God. Did you get it? Abraham, he said, against hope, he believed in hope. So, Abraham looked at the situation, knew that at this age, but he said, no. God's word has said it. I choose to believe the word. Did you understand? And that's how we are. Many times we look at the situation and we're like, ah, how can I be healed? This sickness has been here for long. How can I just believe and receive? But you know what? You can decide that I would stay on God's word, build conviction on God's word, that I have. And I begin to believe that I'm the hero of God, and then it becomes my confession, and then I'll have it. That was what Abraham did. Abraham looked at the situation, he did not say, ah, I'm not old, I'm young. That's not what he said. Jonathan, he didn't say that. Against the hopelessness of the situation, which he saw, he decided to believe God's word. He built persuasion, very important word. Persuasion and that became his confession and that became his possession. This is my fair and he built persuasion from God's word, meditation on God's word. Ah, the one is increasing. He built persuasion from meditation. It became his conviction, gave birth to a confession. Became his possession. It's new. I can be accurate and be right with So, he built persuasion from meditation. He built persuasion from meditation. That builds conviction in his heart, that belief, that gave birth to a confession. The certain effect of that was God's possession. He builds persuasion from meditation of God's word. What he builds with a strong conviction in his heart, he wasn't struggling in faith, produced confession in his life and he got his possession, what he wanted. Is that cool? Alright. Believe it. He builds persuasion by meditation. Is that how I say it? He builds persuasion 
from meditation. The meditation will bring conviction in his heart. Conviction in his heart gave rise to a confession. He was convinced. He was like, I'm getting this thing. Like, I just knew I'm pursued. He, he was just sure about the thing. Confession. And that became his possession. Alright. So, yeah, verse 19. Look at the Bible. King David says, And being most weak in faith, Abraham was not weak in faith. He said, uh, King David said, He considered not his own body now dead, when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Do you see that? That's what King said. Right. And being a weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now that's not what the manuscript said. That's not what the manuscript said. Then the Bible says, he considered the world is to observe, to observe, to observe. And then the world, you know, you can see considered not right in the Bible. The word not is not in the Greek at all. There's not in the size here. It's not in the Greek at all. In that verse. So, it should be read as he observed his own body now dead. When he was a hundred years old, and then you see the word neither yet. Neither yet is high in the Greek. K A I. That's the word and in the Greek. So he considered his own body now dead and the deadness of Sarah's will. That's what he considered. He observed it. He observed. And that's how every one of us is. We, we, we look at the sickness and death. Do you understand? Now, um, which one? Give me three things before us. What does it say? Amplify your voice. Okay? He considered his own body to be already dead since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb without weakening in the do you see that? Read it again one more time. He considered his own body to be already dead since he was about a hundred years old and the deadness of Sarah's womb. Do you see that? Thank you. It's important for you to add that last word. Without deepening his faith. Now, let me tell you something. When you, when you remember we said conviction builds by what? Meditation. Now, you know you can meditate. You can decide to meditate on... If you have decided to meditate on how dead his body was and how dead Sarah's room was. That's not what he did. The Bible says he observed. He observed. He didn't go out of here. He just observed it. Sickness has been for like nine years. And then I moved to the world. I don't speak and say nine years. When my feet reach, nine years feet. He didn't do that. He didn't make a judgment based on his observation. Do you understand? He didn't meditate 
to a point where he came and said, Look, this is what is going to happen. Do you understand? He didn't make a judgment based on meditation. He considered his own body to be already dead. Since he was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of fears without weakening in faith. So he didn't allow his observation to put him in the place of doubt. Do you understand? And if you know in your experience, you have realized that every time you are trying to walk in faith, the reality of the situation always comes to you. This sickness. And you say, okay, you need a patient. You think about it. After a patient, after the other patient. The reality of that situation always comes to you. But you don't allow it to linger long enough for you to make a judgment. Alright? Then we go to verse 20. Verse 20 says, he started not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. The Lord started there to make judgments. So he made judgment not at the promises of God through or in unbelief. He made his own judgment not in unbelief. So sometimes we don't make judgment. Okay. This means heart, face, liver, lungs. I will make it. We make judgment. Because you don't have a problem. You're not in doubt. They are observing. When you make judgment, that's when you're in doubt. Just like, but you don't make judgment based on the word you are in faith. And the healed of God. That's a judgment. Now, these are people. That's a judgment. Do you understand? So, I'm not saying you should necessarily go be observing and thinking. Because, look, when you observe the situation long enough, you can get into doubt. When you meditate or observe the word of God long enough, you can get a place of persuasion about that word. But finally, we know if you are a doubt or you are in belief, or you are believing, when you make judgment. Alright? So, uh, Abraham observed, but made judgment based on God's word. Verse 21, he stayed on God's word, brings persuasion on God's word. Now, this you will do personally. Joseph, he will do this personally. He meditated on God's word to the point where he now said, you know what? Now this is so when he was meditating, he came to a point of conviction and said, you know what? I'm gonna have a child. Now there's really judgments. There's really judgments. So that's how your faith work would be. Let's look at one more example. Numbers chapter 13. This is the story of Moses when he sent spies to the land. He sent spies to the land to go and view the end. Every, he sent 10 spies, all of them observed. Notice that they observed the land. Some made judgments based on the observation, others made judgment based on the word of God. So we know you are in faith 
or you are working with faith, when you see that you are making a judgment based on God's word, we know you are a doubt, but you are making a judgment based on the observation of the situation. Faith doesn't deny the facts, but faith doesn't dwell on the facts. It dwells on God's word. Let me talk about mental asset before I enter Matthew um, number 13. Mental asset is that I say that, look, God heals people. God heals cancer. And then they say, are you going to be healed? They're like, oh, okay. You know that this one is not just one. It's cancer of the lungs, cancer of the blood, cancer of the tongue, cancer of the hair. So, I would say, no. Can you see the person has made judgment? I hope so. I hope so. That's his judgment. Faith confession will do that. Hey, I'm healed. Jennifer, I'm healed. Mental answer will say, God can do it. When you see faith confession, you are persuaded. You say, you not stagger. So, I mean, he stayed. He was on it. Meaning, when he began to believe, there was a time between that time and when he manifested. In that period, he did not drift. He did not change his confession. Because he was persuaded. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm not trained to be healed. I'm healed. I've received. I believe that I receive. I believe that I have received my healing. And the healing, I think I said, no, God healed me. And I believe that I have, I know he has So I receive, I am healed, I am healed, I receive the healing, I receive the healing. My confession doesn't change with time. Even if the healing doesn't manifest with time. Do you see that? Why? Because I am persuaded. So mental assets, no, you can see the person moving start and say, Look, I'm healed. After that, this will say, I need healing. I need healing. You see, that's not, that, that's his judgment. I need healing. Before he said, I'm healed. The fifth confession doesn't, they are afraid of experience. So it's possible to move from a place where you are in faith. To where you're not beginning to doubt. Why? Because you now stopped meditating on God's word as saying observing the situation, and you're not making judgment based on the situation. You're not like, I'm healed, but the pain is still there. What is pain? Is it, can I tell you, is it increasing? Is it reducing? A man of faith is like, I'm healed. I, I, I'm not, I'm healed. But of course, if the doctor asks you, how do you feel? He's doing an examination and he treats you. You can say, okay, well, it's like you have moved from here to here. Because you want to also be treated. Joseph, but in profane confession, your persuasion is I'm healed. Joseph, so you tell the doctor, I'm healed. And he said, if your fake confession is that you are not taking medication, I'm healed, I'm healed. Is that where your faith is? Is that what you, you believe for? Then that's a confession. But if you want to take medication, 
I maintain your confession. You will tell them, okay, Zim has moved from here to here. That's okay. Take the other door, the right side. You get what I'm saying? But it doesn't mean you are out of faith. Because faith doesn't demand the facts. But it also calls the things that be not as though they are. So Abraham considered his body now dead and the demons of Sarah's name. But he made judgment in faith. Okay? So in, 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 in um, Numbers 13, I find it so difficult to say Numbers. Those guidelines are open to teach from it and all. Numbers 13. Look at, look at, look at what Caleb said in this 13. He said, and Caleb said, verse 13, and Caleb killed the people, hey, shut up! You know what he said? Speak out! Before Moses, and said, let us go up at once, and possess it. Can you see judgment? Look at what he said. So we are well able to overcome. That is judgment. He has made his judgment. We are able to possess it. He didn't deny the fact that we look like us up as to them. But his confession is that look, we, are, we are able. When you see his attitude, you know that this guy was in faith. Students! Let's go. We are able to possess it. You know what? Let's go. We will take it. He didn't come by him trying to exact himself. He came by persuasion about what God said. Look at it. He says, The one the man that went out with him said, He said, We are not able to go against the people. Can you see that in judgment? We are not able. That's not observation, what you know. That's judgment with me. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had set unto the children of Israel. So they brought up an evil report, saying, The land the, um, through which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up. The inhabitants thereof, and that all the people that saw us, I mean, of this stature, and then he, and then he says, We are as grasshoppers in their sight. Jonathan, we are as grasshoppers in their sight. But look at what um, Joshua and Caleb said, verse 6 of chapter 14, chapter 14, verse 6. And this was the son of Nun and Caleb, which were of them that searched the land, the rent their truth. Can you see their attitude? Jesus, notice that they were not trying to do what somebody did in the past. But they were acting based on conviction. Your faith, well, should not be you trying to do what someone did. So the person breaks glasses, you are trying to break the glasses. You buy another one. And you, <gasps> conviction, conscience, that person that broke his glass might go seven months not seen. But you know what? He still say, look, 
had healed, he's convinced from his heart that he's healed. Things are, he's convinced. He will not shake. Jesus, he will not shake. He would stay on God's word and see it. And as long as you keep still on God's word, you will receive. This is how faith works. Jesus, this is how faith works. Alright? So he said, everyone is the same. And he spoke unto all the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to set it is an exceeding great land. If the Lord, if the Lord likes enough, then he will bring, he will bring us to this land and give it to us. The land filled with milk and honey. He said, Only the blind not against the Lord. Neither fear the people of the land. As Paul is talking, don't fear them. Don't rebel against God. James said, and then he says, For they are as a bread for us. This is judgment. When others observe and say he has passed apart, he didn't deny that. But he made his confession. He said, Look, he has brothers. And then he said, That the first is departed from them. You see that? See, there are great people. You see, that the first is departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Fear him not. This is him speaking from a conviction. Sometimes you want to do what someone else did to get the result the person got. No, the person acted from the conviction of his heart. Based on the meditation from God's word, spoke out and got what he got. Same thing the woman with Bishop read in Mark chapter 9, and Mark chapter 5. The woman said, If I may touch the hem of his garment, I'll be healed. She had a conviction. She said that. Joseph, there's a way that your conviction just comes out from your mouth. She, she sits herself. The man says, She sits herself. Look, if I will touch the hem of his garment, she wasn't trying to do what someone did. Jesus, she wasn't saying what someone said. She was speaking out of the conviction of her heart based on meditation of what God's word said. Jesus, she, has, she heard that Jesus was around. She's heard just about Jesus. She, she, she analyzed everything. She made a judgment. If I touch it, I can touch the of So you see, you receive by faith. You receive by faith. You receive by faith. Praise God. Alright. Um, so, let's go to Mark 11, where we started from. I think we can just you know, put everything together from there. Remember that faith doesn't work on God. Remember? Faith doesn't work on God. Jesus turn his hand to do what you want him to do. Mark 11. Let me just put everything together. Now, notice that Jesus spoke to the fig tree in Mark 11, right? Remember? Okay, let me read it. Mark 11 from verse 22 to verse 23. And Jesus said, As I was said unto them, have the faith, have faith in God, or have the faith of God. Okay, we already have that. So then I said to you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, alright? Now, notice he didn't say, say to God. He said, say to what? This mountain, alright? So I can say to this mountain. Now, Jesus spoke to what? The fig tree. 
right? And then he said, look, you can say to this mountain. Okay, so I can say to this cancer, I can say to this case of health, I can say to this case of poverty, I can say to my business. Just like I can say to my academics. Alright? I can say to them, notice that in this case, what are you talking to? What are you talking about saying to God? So when I say I'm the healed of God, I'm healed. I'm talking to my body. I can say, it's abundance of finances in my, in my account. Not again to God. I can say to the mountain. Notice that Joshua and Caleb are not again to God. This was their confession. They are able to possess the land. Can you see that? So you can see to the situation. Okay? The Sura shall say to this mountain, Be that in the middle of the city, you see. Shall not that in his heart, but shall believe that those things that he said are come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Therefore, can you see that? So Jesus now proceeds in the teaching. I said to you, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, now pray as talking to God, right? So faith works when you're talking to God, faith works when you're talking to situations. Faith works in prayer. Faith works when you're not trained. What's important is that you do not doubt. You should what therefore I say to you, what you say that you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive as you shall have. Believe that you receive and you shall have. Sometimes you look at the situation and say, But I've confessed the word. Why is it not working? You are not making judgment based on your observation of the situation. Joseph, not based on God's word. Your judgment should be based on God's word. So, I have been saying for seven months that my needs are met, my bills are paid, but I'm still going to meet my needs and pay my bills. But I still on God's word. And I keep my confession. I still am God's word and I'm not doubting. Okay? Because when I doubt, then I don't receive. You see that? When I doubt, then I don't receive. God gives. When I doubt, then I don't receive. But I can still on my confession by maintaining my meditation in the world. Do you see that? I can maintain that. Con- you know that Abraham said wasn't one year. Was a while. He stayed on the word. Stayed on the word. You don't have to rush to confess the word. You can stay meditating on the word until you reach a place of persuasion when you're not doubting. Jameson, you meditate on the word. You meditate on the word. You are building conviction. It's growing. You get a person you are persuaded. And then you stay there. You stay persuaded in the world. You never shift down. You stay on it. And like Jesus said, 
What you say about it is that when you pray, believe that you receive, and he said what you shall have. That's Mark 11 24. In 23, he said, You shall have whatever you say. In Matthew 21, 21, he says, It shall be done. Jason, Matthew 17, 17, nothing shall be impossible for you. So this is the ultimate result of the faith work. It shall be done. Nothing shall be impossible. You shall have whatever you say. Do we understand now? Glory to God. Glory to God. My faith would work. My faith would work. I increase my faith work. I increase in my faith work. I get results from my faith work. I stay persuaded on God's word. And I get results. Glory to God. Hallelujah.